guys. Welcome back to the Saucy Sips Podcast with your hosts. I'm Francesca. And I'm Nicodemus. And welcome to the reality show, the dysfunctionalness, the ridiculousness of our lives. Yeah. Then if you're watching, you're in the fam. So what's up, fam? How you guys doing? I am so excited to be back. Me too. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're back, though. We thought we were going to record while we were gone. We literally always do this. We always bring our shit, like our recording equipment sometimes, on. But we have before. We Sometimes we record when we're traveling. It's always better to have it than not to have it. Yeah. But recently, guys, we just got back from Burning Man. And we even brought our equipment, but we did not fucking record a podcast while we were there. Even when you say like, hey, guys, we're back from Burning Man. I'm like, oh, God. Fucking make fun of us. I, gu- I guess we're burners now. We're burners. Someone told me that this burn counted as five burns. Five burns. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, I see I- it. <laughs> um, we'd also like to thank our episode sponsor, Liquid Death. Hey. Um, they didn't <laughs> choose to sponsor us. <laughs> But they but, did. But they did. But they um, sponsored our hearts. <laughs> they, one of the founders was in our camp. And so when everyone ran out of water during the mud apocalypse, our camp just had like pallets and pallets of liquid death. Pallets of it. We had a whole like tractor trailer full of liquid death. <laughs> I've actually don't think I've ever had, I've had like one or two in my life. Yeah. I've had probably like 30 a day. <laughs> Yeah. We have a whole fridge full of it right now. We were using the cases of it to make as like building blocks. <laughs> like structures. So like, yeah. We set up like a table and the legs were liquid death. Well, it it's like really ironic well. that liquid death like gave us life. Yeah. <laughs> like in the desert. Everyone's like, conserve your drinking water. I'm like, we're good. We're like, we're, <laughs> we're fucking <fine>. good. <laughs> well, Nick like got mad at me because of what I did with our drinking water. I you think it was are necessary. the worst fucking apocalypse buddy in the world. For those of you who don't know, okay, bold I'm sure statement. what it's a bold statement. <laughs> like uh, fucking okay. rude. Uh, no, for those Come of on. you who don't know, at Burning Man, um, it started to rain, and when it <laughs> rained, it's an old lake bed, and it's all dusty, so it turned to mud, and it but it's was, not normal mud. It's not normal mud. It's like potting clay almost. So, like, if you step on it, it. It like cakes to your shoes so much that your shoes become like stilts. So like with every step, there's mm. like two feet of mud like underneath your like shoe. So like you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. It's hard to go like 20 feet in the mud. Um. So as we were all partying, having fun at Burning Man, it starts to rain. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, this is a fucking problem. It was a national emergency. It started like trending on like social media and everything like that. And before you know it, the Sibs have found themselves in a post-apocalyptic situation at Burning Man. But I, you know, I like found it. We like we were late on our rent this month because we like didn't come back to like pay our rent because we got like stuck there. And you were trying to explain to the Oh my god! Have you ever tried to explain to your building manager what Burning Man is, and that <laughs> she was like, you, you got trapped there for five extra days? Well, we were like, hey, didn't you see the news? Like it was on the front page of CNN. Like it was on Fox News. It was everywhere. Like everyone <laughs> trapped at Burning Man. She's like, no, bitch, but I know you didn't pay your rent. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> but like, no, sorry. she was like, I've never heard of it. And you were like, okay, well, like it's kind of like a music festival. That's what I was trying to tell her. Like we got trapped there because it started to rain, and she was like, what? I was like, this is going nowhere, but Literally. we did pay our rent though. Um, yeah. 
Uh, what was I just about to say? I was just about to say something. Um, I'm the worst apocalypse buddy that you've ever had. Yeah. So during the apocalypse, we thought our trip to Burning Man, we were going to be gone for eight days. Mm-hmm. We were gone for 13. Um, wasn't expecting that one. But um, during this, because pretty much everyone had to stay at Burning Man longer, we had like a big camp meeting and our camp lead was like, hey, guys, like no more showers. We have to like conserve all of our water is drinking water. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Francesca takes a giant fucking jug of a five gallon jug of drinking water and showers in it. Not alone. (laughs) Not alone. It was five gallons. We had 20 more gallons in the RV. Yeah, but what if we were trapped there for like a year? Would have been a bad move. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But we had a lot of liquid death. <laughs> we had liquid death. No. <laughs> okay, I showered six to seven other people with, with five that five gallons. gallons. I'd call that a win. I mean, that is like a really low water usage shower. Yeah, it was like uh, we all like soaked up. Mm-hmm. We just, I guess we just got naked in the yeah. middle of camp. There's a lot of nudity. At uh, Burning Man. That is... Okay, so this episode's going to be like a Mythbusters and all yeah. like the different questions people have asked us. Um, is there a lot of nudity? Yes. Completely. People but are like, just walking around naked. But I feel like if you didn't want to see that... Well, I don't know if there's a way to get around that. Yeah, I don't but know. But like the kids' camps. Yeah. Like there's think, children at Burning Man. I don't think I would ever bring my kids to Burning Man. Probably just going to not do that. But I don't... But, but I think that like... I mean, their kids just like rode around on their bicycles and mm-hmm. did fun like kids stuff all day. And they climbed on a lot of the art structures and everything. And I guess you could just be like, hey, like you might see like a naked man, but like that's people. Mm-hmm. Like I guess if you just had conversations before, it's not like there's I feel like all the stuff that you wouldn't want your kids to see isn't really like out in the open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I mean, it's it's so big that like, yeah, there's orgies. Yeah, there's <laughs> naked people walking around, but like it's really not. Like that. But can I just say that it's so fucking you and me that, of course, our first time going to Burning Man, yeah. it's a complete disaster. <laughs> I was trying to explain this to someone and then she like, you know, it was raining. She was like, wow, this has never happened. I've gone to Burning Man like eight times. I was like, yeah, this is just like me, though. And she was <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? It. I was like, no, it's just like things always kind of like, you know, <laughs> take a left turn with me. <laughs> You know, and she was like, I don't get what you mean. I was like, no, 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 no. Like just like states of disaster you or know, like, like just making it saucier than like as if Burning Man isn't saucy enough. Yeah. Like we needed a natural disaster to Literally. like make it more ridiculous. A hurricane hitting the desert. Like, come on. Like, was it a hurricane? I think that's what they were saying. Like, that's what the that's why it started to rain because it was like the tail end of like the hurricane or something. And I feel like that's an easy way to like blame it. Just like blame it on the hurricane. Like Hurricane Hillary. Some yeah. remnants. Yeah. yeah. Someone's like, well, <laughs> Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Yeah. Wow. We should have just blasted that song on repeat. I know. I wasn't in charge of the music, though. No, you no. weren't really DJing at all. Not really. There's well, a lot of DJs at Burning Man. Okay. Everyone's a fucking DJ. You know? We brought like 20 of our own DJs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone was. Our music like really didn't stop at our camp, which was really fun. Actually, one of the craziest things about our camp is that we were next to Camp Question Mark. And camp, <laughs> camp Question Mark is the bass camp. Bass. Like heavy bass music. Bass is, actually, I think it's some of like the loudest, deepest bass I've ever heard. I think it's one of the biggest sound systems ever like at a stage. Yeah. I think I heard that from someone. So it's just think of like a line of bass. Bass, like speakers up here. Biggest sound system you've ever seen like in your entire life. But like right 
like 10 feet from like our heads. And it starts at midnight and it goes till six or seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just like. It's like it's in your soul. You have to become one with the bass. Like earplugs. No, it like vibrates. Someone gave me earplugs while I was there once. And I just took them out because like it didn't matter. No, yeah, it doesn't. At that point, it was just like, you know. (laughs) It's like literally I could feel it in my jaw. Like it was so crazy. Um, And then we were also next to this octopus camp that Mm. just they had big octopus tentacles. And they. What was the name of that camp? I just called it octopus. The guys are calling it octopussy. I don't think. I don't. (laughs) I mean, it could be. But they also like their DJs would play like six hour sets and they it, it was 24 hours. Always. And I was just like, damn, are you guys? And people were always dancing. I was like, are you guys tired yet? Well, that's the thing that you're sort of nocturnal. Mm-hmm. You, so you want to see the sunrise and the sunset. They're required mm-hmm. is what we've learned. Sunrises yeah. and sunsets are required. That's something to know. So you have to get your sleep in during the day. Yeah. So you have to have like a nice dark area to sleep. Yeah. I feel like around like 2 p.m. like nothing's happening. Well, you I can mean, find yeah, stuff, yeah. but like or you can sleep. But some people didn't sleep like the whole time. I don't know how people do that. I met people like, yeah, I haven't slept in 50 hours. And I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm sure drugs exist. But like, are you having fun? (laughs) You know, you can't just lay down real quick. You would have to like sneak away though. Yeah, you do. Like I'd be like something happening. Bye guys. Like you guys are going to go explore. Like I'm going to go like into a coma for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, though, I think like overall the experience of Burning Man was so fucking fun and so mind blowing to me that I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I But I think it was like the hardest thing we've ever yeah. made happen, been through, gotten back from. And like, I think everyone would agree it's the best week of your life or two weeks in this case. Yeah. But it's like the best and worst week of your life. Like you're going to experience like every human emotion mm-hmm. like 10 times over and more intensely than you've ever felt. Yeah. it. So like, I don't even think the come down is like getting rest and like recuperating. It's like processing all of the emotions. Cause like every day, so much fucking shit happened, you know? And like so many things to talk about that. It was just like, that was one of the craziest experiences of my life. Well, like I like you see someone get married, you cried at their wedding, you climb to the top of something, you get like yeah. lost in a dust storm, you run into one of your best friends that you haven't seen in 10 years or something. It's really just the whole human experience a lot. And it's really kind of hard to wrap your head around. And I understand why people kind of talk about Burning Man and it's so easy to make fun of it. Like, oh, it was a life changing experience. But I kind of get it now because it's a really bizarre thing. You know? I don't think there's any way you could go and not have a crazy experience. Like you could go and not leave your RV the whole time. Yeah. But like, I think you'd still have something to talk about. Like, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. so we talk about this, like no two burns are the same. So like Nick and I went together and shared an Airstream and we were together most of the time and we had like wildly different experiences. Vastly different experiences. Like, yeah. Your burn was totally different than like my burn. I know. And, and we spent learned- the majority of the time together. Yeah. I, but which is so cool. And so, and then I met other people that they were telling me some of the things that they were doing. I'm like, what is that? Like, like when what- was that happening? Yeah. Where was I? Yeah. And you have to like, if you really want to see something, you have to like plan for it. Well, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, 
honestly, like this episode, there's so much we could talk about, but it's not like I want to try and explain Burning Man to you because like, even if someone like sat down for 45 minutes and told you how Burning Man is or how it would blow your mind or what it would be, you would go and it'll still blow your mind and it'll be totally different than what we say. Like you wouldn't go and experience maybe any of the things that we experienced. Because it's so big and dense that it's, you know. So we were just going to kind of answer some questions. We got a lot of questions. (laughs) On TikTok. Yeah. Um, And if you follow us on TikTok, go there to ask us more questions. And also we're going to do a breakdown of our costs. And we're going to do like our Burning Man packing list. Mm -hmm. And just like go more in depth. Because... Any one of these things, it's like we could just tell you about like day one, like all the shit we did. And like, I don't even know if that would be interesting, but it would be the whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a podcast episode on every single fucking day. But like, it's not even worth like trying to like explain someone like they were there because it's just like, okay, like, let's tell you the funny stories. Let's answer some questions. But like, Mm -hmm. you can't explain it. Have you ever been caught in a really awful conversation where someone's explaining their crazy dream that they had to you? And it's wow. like, and it's sort of like, okay, so then I was flying and then I, then the spatula came out of nowhere and then I like, I got chased, but then there was like dragon and I'm just sitting here like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, that's what I don't want to yeah, do. I don't want to like bore you with like the weird random things that are like missing context. That being said, <laughs> what are some of our questions? <laughs> um, so not to like be cliche of saying like Burning Man must be like experienced, but I think that like, you know, I was even talking about it with people there. It's like, oh, I want to share videos or share pictures or whatever. But like, it's almost like a sunset. You, <laughs> yeah. the camera in the commentary and the caption are just like never going to do it service. So like, if you feel like you want to go, you should go. And you should like make it happen and then go experience it for yourself. If it just doesn't sound like fun for you and you don't think you would like it, you probably won't. (laughs) And like, honestly, just like check that as like not for you. And a lot of people commented like, honestly, like this doesn't sound like I would enjoy it. I don't think I want to go. And I was like, fair enough. Like know yourself. A hundred percent. Like we were talking about like, do we think our mom and dad would enjoy it? Oh, dad would love for like, I don't think he would like the whole week. Our mom would literally light herself on fire. She would be airlifted out of it. No, we, we were like the only way she could do it is if she was in like a Pope car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, just like a glass like go-kart that had air conditioning. Because uh-huh. it's hot. It's very fucking hot. And, and then the it's sun really is cold. Different. Yeah, at night. It got cold on us. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like if you don't like want to go literally don't because yeah. it's gonna it's like financially stupid mm-hmm. it's like logistically a nightmare um fucking nightmare literal nightmare <laughs> it it's uh months of packing and planning a, a lot of preparation was needed and it's like everything we're gonna say like it's fucking terrible but also amazing <laughs> okay so that being said are we selling it? It's like how I tried to describe New Orleans on like three episodes ago. I was like, yeah, so it's like dirty. And you're just like, what? But it's like magical. It's like really cool. <laughs> well, okay. Here's one of the questions we got was, was it as bad as the media said? 
And were people just pretending like they still had a good time to like save face for social media? I would say the media totally blew it out of proportion. (laughs) I mean, the the party didn't stop. It's not like a national emergency and not everyone's if there's a massive party going on, you know? No. They like they said that they're like people were like dying, that there was like 80,000 people stranded in the desert without food and water and that there was like Ebola. The Ebola outbreak is hilarious. Did anyone have Ebola? No, it was completely fake news. That's like, I feel like one of my biggest takeaways, which I, most people already know this, but like, is that the media is fake. The media is fake. fake It's just all fake news. Yeah. Everyone was fine. You know, there was a death there, but I don't even know how she died. Was it a she? I thought it was a guy. Oh, I don't know. I, someone apparently died, but it's also like every major festival unfortunately usually has a couple deaths mm-hmm. and a, whether that be from like overdose, I heard this death must have might've been someone messing with their generator uh, like while it was wet and they got electrocuted. Yeah. Um, or like people fall off of like tall things. Like a big rule is like no climbing things when you're drunk or on drugs. That should be a rule. Yeah. You can There's a lot of things that you can climb there that are really tall and there's not a lot of safety nets. You know, none. We climbed this giant snake cobra thing and we got to the top and I was like, this is kind of dangerous. Well, I was like, what if it breaks? Well, Death. it was steel, but yeah, it, but you could, it could, you know, cause who built what if it? It fell over. Who was who the artist? We had yeah. three of us up in the top of a cobra head. Yeah. What do you think? We were three stories in the air too. Two, like two. It was really tall though, you know? And it's like, I don't know who built that. And I don't know if they got that checked out structurally sound. I don't, you know, someone told us that when you buy your ticket, there's a disclaimer that like, if you die, you can't sue anyone. (laughs) I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I guess you've got to, I'm sure it's the same thing when you go to Disney world. Yeah, (laughs) maybe like, I don't think you can sue them if you die on a roller coaster. I feel like, if you get on a roller coaster and you die, the judge would be like, well, it's a fucking roller coaster. No, I mean, theme parts wouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Maybe if there's like gross negligence. Mm-hmm. Um, or if like the operator was drunk or something like that, you know, then like maybe there's a lawsuit. But if like malfunctions, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Where's our lawyer when you. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times. Um, But no. Do you think that people were pre- just pretending it was still good or was it still good? I think it was still really fun. I do think that some people struggled when they had tents and their tents got wet and soaked and muddy. I think some people were really upset with all of their belongings getting wet. That being said, though, I think a lot of people um, called on others and said, hey, you have a nice dry tent or we had an Airstream that we slept like 15 people in at once. And a lot of people just like complete strangers that were in our camp that they're like, Hey, can I sleep in your air, like airstream? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. So let's explain the airstream. Yeah. What that is for people who don't know. So when we were preparing to go to burning man, we had planned to just sleep in a tent together. Stupid. (laughs) We would have died. No, I think we would have died. Like, or we we would have been Death like to the sibs. <laughs> we would have been the people like knocking at our friends' RVs, like begging them to please like let us in their like warm, like dry like areas. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you can camp in a tent. Totally your prerogative. But like one of my best friends called me, who's been to Burning Man before, 
And she was like, what are you sleeping in? And I was like, a tent. And she was like, absolutely not. Just don't do it. Because you need to be able to like get away from the heat. Like, yeah, for like a day, if you're at a festival, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can like handle the elements a little bit like, oh, you're hot, whatever. But like, if you're out all night and you sleep all day, you can't sleep in a tent that's 120 degrees. Right. And somewhere where like you can't get away from the elements and the dust and in a lot of people's cases, so a lot of people sleep in shift pods. So a shift pod is like, they're like $1,600 and it's like a big hexa yurt situation, like um, like an ice fishing tent. Yeah. Something that you would see like a scientist in Antarctica <laughs> in or something. But like everybody has them yeah, because they're cheaper than an RV, but you set up your hexa yurt and it's big. You can fit like a queen size mattress in there and all your stuff. You can put up lights. You can like stand up almost. In it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you can stand in it. Yeah. And um, like that's good for when it's dry and hot. If you have um an air conditioner hooked up to it, like that is necessary. You literally like you can survive without air conditioning, but people who go without something that has air conditioning ends up living in their car and just running their car in with the air conditioning to get any type of sleep. Like I watched a lot of documentaries of people that did that. And then that, that sucks. Who wants to sleep in their car for a week? And then that uses a lot of gas and, and you have to have gas to get out and there's not a gas station. You guys. Um, so like a lot of our, our camp was divided into, we had like shade structures set up for all the tents and the hexa yurts. And then we had like half and half like tents and RVs. And, um, so we were supposed to be in a tent and then we had a friend who ended up not going to the burn this year and he happened to have an Airstream. So an Airstream is like... It's a giant trailer that hooks up to the back of a truck and they're made for traveling. Um, so think kind of like a hippie van. Um, they were really popular in like the 60s and 70s and they're really big and they're made out of aluminum. So they're kind of light for how big they are. But ours was sick. Um, our friend Derek, he gave it to us, and it was like hand painted and fuzzy on the top with LED lights that were rainbow. There so he, were two king size beds. Yeah, it, he, it was incredible. so he took a 1969 Airstream, like collectors, super cool, and he like gutted it and then renovated it for Burning Man. Yeah. So it literally like sleeps a ton of people. There's a ton of room. It has a closet. It has lights on the inside, and then. Most of the RVs, this is another thing about Burning Man. If you bring an RV, your RV hooks up to the power grid of your camp. If your camp has Has power, a power. So our camp had like giant generators and everybody plugs plugs their RVs in. But when the mud apocalypse happened, the power grid was down Mm -hmm. um, because we needed to conserve it for our main areas because they run on gas. So you can't have the generators run out of gas. And, um, So we had like our own personal like generator and our own personal gas to like power the Airstream. Mm -hmm. So our Airstream saved our lives. It saved our lives. It also had a heater in it. Mm -hmm. So we we didn't know we needed heat because yeah, I knew it got cold at night. Like it could, but it got down to like 50 and that's like really cold. That's cold in the desert. Yeah. And when you're soaking wet. Uh huh. Do you think it was only lows of 50, but that's cold. Yeah, it I don't think it hit enough. 40. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think it was like in the 40s. At all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I was surprised. So the heater was like so nice. <laughs> and I didn't even know. I, like we like touched it and it turned on the heat. And I was like, of course. 
Imagine that. Like we had 15 people in there and we still had it set at like 72. Cause like if it would get down to 65, like we were Mm. all cold. Yeah. So basically everything flooded and we're like, so everybody's tense for some reason. Cause I think they set them all on top of tarps. The tarps like pooled up with water instead of like soaking into the, they call the lake bed, the playa. So instead of soaking in the playa, it filled up the tarps and then like came into their tents yeah, and their yeah. hexiards. So like everybody came back from being out all day to their bed being soaked, their pillows, their clothes, every article of clothing. So it's 50 degrees and everything you own is completely wet. Mm-hmm. Like that's full refugee camp. That's lakefront property. Yeah. You're, like everything soaked. So like everyone was like huddled in our main area, which we called the chill zone, which quickly became like, the not chill zone <laughs> fucking, yeah. and everyone was like huddled around like like campfires yeah. like trying to keep warm and i like they were just gonna sleep on couches like out in the open mm-hmm. so we basically i was like you know we're like kind of in our little situation and i go to the bathroom and i like see all these people because i was kind of like oh thinking everybody's kind of set like settling in for the night because no one can go anywhere it's like a no transportation order we were basically like shelter in place yeah no one was Um, allowed in or out because the roads were so muddy that you like people would get stuck basically yeah like literally like your car can't go two feet so we're all like okay sheltering in place everybody like kind of goes back to their own space for the night um but i went to the bathroom and i saw all these cold people (laughs) and i was like like huddled in like robes yeah everybody had their like uh fur coats because that's the (laughs) only warm thing yeah anyone brought was like a giant decorative fur coat yeah um and like trash bags on their shoes and like shivering and i was like okay i've got in the airstream hop on in (laughs) y'all no i was like i know you guys don't know me um or know what an airstream is yeah but like just trust me on this you're gonna wanna just because they literally were like what's your name like what are you saying and i was like okay it's it's like a metal twinkie yes but <laughs> but like it's a giant metal twinkie it's, it it's rainbow like. colored on the inside come on in it's it's yeah. for i'm like it's made for this and they're like what i'm like we're just like listening to music and like hanging out just like come with me and they were like um like maybe we'll like take you up on it and i was like okay well like i'm around the corner and down a block yeah. I'm the only metal Twinkie on the block. Yeah. <laughs> Just knock on the door and come in. So like I came back. No one came with me. Mm-hmm. And then we were like kind of sitting in there with a couple people. And then we like hear a knock on the door. And it was just like a bunch of like half naked like refugees. Literally. Literally. You know, they say that like Bernie Man is um, a place where rich people go to pretend to be poor. <laughs> and I hate that. But it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's like. Where's the lie? I know. I will say you don't need to be rich to go to Burning Man. You need to be resourceful. (laughs) Yeah, literally. If we can do it, anyone can. But like, you got to be scrappy. (laughs) Got to be scrappy. Got to get there. Yeah. Getting there is the hard part. Um, And to be honest, you could show up with like nothing. I hear some people show up naked and that's it. Oh, I bet. With no water or anything. Okay. And what do we call these people, Nicholas? Sparkle ponies. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the naked ones, but there are people that come in there completely unprepared that just have their cute little outfits and then they just rely on everyone else in their camp to take care of them. And that's not a good look. Like and you that, can do it. You like can absolutely. And people if, will help you. Someone told me they were like, oh, Francesca, you're like a cute girl. You can be a sparkle pony. And I was like, 
first of all, thank you. You think I'm really pretty. <laughs> so you think I'm pretty. Is that what you think? Yeah. So you think I'm really pretty. Um, but I was like, that's just so like not who I am. Like you could be like, oh, like, do you have extra food? Like, do you have toilet paper? Do you have like dry? But like in a situation like this, you would be asking for literally food, water, mm-hmm. dry clothes, a place to sleep. Yeah. Like you would just be a complete burden on everyone else around you, which is like completely against the point. Which brings us to radical self-reliance. Yeah, that's that's one of the principles that gets thrown around a lot. Radical self-reliance. And that's not to be because a lot of people like when it started getting muddy and everyone was like working together, people were like, oh, they threw out the radical self-reliance. That's not what that means. Radical self-reliance was like it's the idea of you come coming prepared being the best version of yourself and ready to help. So when you do have the collaborative effort, you're there and you have like us, for example, we had a fucking airstream. We had enough water. We had food. We had all that. And people that needed help weren't, you know, they weren't afraid to be like, Hey guys, can I sleep in your airstream? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And it was actually really beautiful. (laughs) Like everyone coming together. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably like my biggest takeaway. And it's like, Oh, like, was everyone just pretending it was still good? I think that like the coolest part of this year or of this burn was like, and both of us have yeah. talked about this, that it like restored our faith in humanity. A little bit. It was weird. Yeah. Like I literally saw like our camp lead, Jesse Albright, like shout out. He came together, like brought all of us in for a meeting. Like he's like, gr- he's like right now, everyone that's here, go and grab everyone else from their RVs from their tents and tell them we're having a camp meeting. Mm -hmm. And he sat down and he was like, okay, number one, radical self-reliance to a point. And he goes, we're throwing that out the window. This is communal effort. We're a camp or a community. We're a group and we're going to help people. He was like, I don't want people sneaking back to their warm RVs Mm -hmm. and like hiding. He was like, let's figure out how much food we have and we'll do potlucks the rest of the week. So everybody brings their food to the main kitchen and we're, we're going to cook meals together. And then I want to know how much water everyone has. He was like, we're shutting down the generators mm-hmm. and they're going to just power the main room and the like bathrooms. Cause that's important. And no more showering. <laughs> Can you just throw me under the bus? You literally just said no more showering. <laughs> Heard. I hadn't showered yet. <laughs> I didn't shower the whole time. As if that's a feat. Uh, but I know. I never shower. One thing about me. I'm gross. What? I feel like I need to defend myself. <laughs> no, no. A lot of people showered. Yeah, a lot of people We got showered. a lot of people scrub-a-dub-dubbed because we we're all sleeping in the same area together. Like, I couldn't just, like... Yeah. I was covered in mud. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, like, how am I supposed to, like, sleep next to the 10 other people in my bed? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got mud on your forehead. <laughs> I, it was bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Most of the what I should have done is like a whore bath, like a whore bath. Like yeah. uh, baby wipes were like key. Baby wipes are so fucking key. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna also put like our whole packing list on TikTok, dude. Baby wipes. They have, have so many uses. They do cleaning. Uh, like all your kitchen stuff. Yep. When you're done with the plate, baby wipe. You don't need to waste water. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like it was just like really beautiful. And we basically had like a struggle bus list. So anyone whose tent was like fucked, 
Like they could write on there like, hey, like I need a place to sleep tonight. Yeah. And like I need like dry clothes or and then they went around and there was someone he basically gave everybody teams. So like that there was a group of people that were for helping the struggle bus people like camper care. Then there was a group of people that were in charge of the foot spa. We had a foot spa. (laughs) Because you can't just go barefoot, which some people did. But the mud like can like mess you up. Yeah. After a while, it can like really rub your feet raw because it's like a really high alkalinity. But it's also like it has to be abrasive to your foot in some way. So a lot of people were going barefoot. I saw a lot of people. Some people said that like, you know, I heard about that. And like, I thought that the dust was going to like literally be like a chemical burn. Well, they were acting like it was going to give us trench foot. Yeah. So they made everyone like rinse their feet in vinegar, which is another thing you need to pack vinegar. Vinegar. It's the the weirdest thing. Only thing that gets the playa dust off. Like, I don't know if you can see my boots if you're watching this, but they're still covered in like playa mud. And that's because all I did was rinse it off with water. Like I soaked these in water, but the only thing that'll get that off is vinegar. Yeah. Water makes it actually like stick harder. It's very straight. It's the strangest fucking thing. It makes it concrete where yeah. vinegar will actually like get it Break off. It off. Yeah. So you had to like put your shoes. So everyone's doing like different things. Like we called it sock bag sock. Sock bag sock. So you have put your sock on and then you put a Ziploc bag over it or a garbage bag duct tape it and then put another sock because for some reason, like the mud wouldn't stick to the sock. Yeah. That's a weird thing. It didn't stick to socks. So you could walk around, but you had to have a sock on the bottom of your shoe. So you could even do like sock, shoe, bag, sock. (laughs) There was all sorts of different techniques that you could do. I just did sock, bag, sock. SBS. Just the, the original. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, but then, like, when you go into someone's, like, RV or into the Airstream, you have to, like, take it off, and it's a whole thing. So, like... Everything got muddy. Our buddy's Airstream, which, by the way, we fucking cleaned when we brought it back. We've been cleaning for three days. we really have been. Um, And we brought it back nicer than we found it, everyone. Yeah, people were like, I can't believe you would trash your buddy's Airstream. So ungrateful. Bitch, who? (laughs) Who? 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 Not me. Not me. We took it to the car wash. We did. Yeah. We spent like we eight sp- hours plus like that cleaning day, the mud cleaning, off yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And it looks beautiful. Thank you. Honestly, shout out to Derek who um, basically saved our lives. Saved our fucking lives. And other people's lives too. And honestly, he's so wonderful. Like he is such a burner and that's such a thing that it's like gifting. Like if you have the means to like help others And like kind of like giving them the gift. Like he met me and was like, oh, you're going to a tent? And he was like, absolutely not. Like you're not going to survive. He was like, I'm not using this. You can take it. And he was like, it makes me so happy that I gave it to people who like didn't hoard it. Mm -hmm. And that you guys were able to like save other people. Like those other people like didn't have anywhere to sleep that night. Yeah. So like even though we were like all squished in, it was like a fun time. Uh, we like made a little party out of it. Yeah. To say the least. Fucking hippies. <laughs> you know? Truly. Um, what are you going to do during the mud apocalypse other than like hang out in your airstream and. But you know what was really interesting uh, about that right there is you and I were kind of feeling like, you know, there's just so much to go out and see and do that a lot of people just go out and see and do things. Mm-hmm. So we didn't meet a lot of people in our camp until yeah. the mud happened. 
And then that allowed everyone to come together. And that's how we made like some real lifelong friends. And that we were sitting there thinking, I was like, wow, I wish we could meet more people in the camp. We said that we like literally, literally. said right before we Did were like, you and I cause the hurricane. <laughs> we like spoke it into yeah. existence. No, we got to be careful. Sometimes like yeah. be careful what you wish for. I was like, man, I just really wish like we were able to like come together more as a camp. I was like, I feel like our camp has like the coolest people in so it. So many cool people. But they're just people. like elusive. Oh no. We kept asking people like what the theme of our camp was. People were like, I don't know, hot people who like to party. And like <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds, everyone in our camp was so but Burning Man was like everyone was so good looking. And I was kind of wondering about that. Like, is it just because everyone's just like hot or I feel like everyone was having so much fun and dressed however they want that like people just like really lit up and that was like beautiful. That was them having a beautiful time. Wow. What a like a burner thing of you I to know. say, but no, like the radical self-expression that yeah. like, I feel like every you're saying like everyone's beauty was just like shining through. Yeah. Maybe. Or everyone's just fucking models. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> no, like I literally don't know. Yeah. Like one time I was at this bar and this Frenchman, a, was bar, the at Burning Man? a bar at Burning Man. Yeah. Cause there's bars everywhere. And yeah, this Frenchman was the bartender and I like, and he was shirtless and he was just was ripped and was just so, like so cool. And I was like, I have to fucking go. No, I <laughs> like, did that. I was like, I, bye. Uh... Like, I, thanks for the beer. I'm just gonna pretend like I'm not staring at your fucking abs, but okay. No, like people were like uncomfortably like good looking. Yeah. Like I, okay. So we all know like I microdose mushrooms like pretty regularly. Um, I woke up and I took two microdoses and it was on an empty stomach. So it was when we went to go get coffee that morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so like I kind of started. You're not supposed to feel a microdose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's supposed to be like undetectable. You just feel like a little like a little bit of an elevated mood, if you will. But like on an empty stomach, I guess like those mushrooms really. I I think I might have taken three. (laughs) Huh. I was like, oh, that wasn't a microdose. It's Wednesday. Yeah. I don't drink alcohol, guys. I got to get my kicks somehow. But good for you. But um, they are good for you. But like, I don't know. Okay, so the hottest man I've ever seen in my life. He looked like a fucking Arabian prince. I was just going to say Arabian prince. Yeah. He might have been. He I don't. Could have been. Bernie <laughs> man. You don't know who you're talking to. No, because there's everyone's just. Yeah. That's like a whole other story. But you like don't know who anyone is. So like everyone's just like normal people. But it might be like a billionaire or a celebrity or a famous model. But like they go by the name Sunflower and you don't know their real name. And you're just like, wow, this person's like extremely like assaultingly good looking. You're like, they've got to be like an influencer or something or something or like a male model. Like people don't look like that in real life. So you can detect a little bit. But like also everybody has like costumes on. So you can't really see people. Yeah. Anyway, so this Arabian prince starts asking me my name. <laughs> and I'm like tripping. And I, I couldn't get words out. Sometimes I go mute on mushrooms. It's hard went, for me to like make form senses. <laughs> I just started going. <laughs> and he had like this long shawl on and like his. Oh, yeah. I, so I just like laughed in his face and he was like, oh, like, well, I'm staying at like the long neck saloon. You should like come by sometime. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I ran away. Francesca, 
so uncool. <laughs> Be cool, Francesca. Be cool. Opposite of cool. I He just made me so nervous. You yeah. literally, I was like <laughs> running away. And like I got on my bike and just started. And you were like, okay, like I guess we're, I guess leaving, we're leaving the coffee yeah. shop. You're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I um, I go, I, the hottest man I've ever seen in my entire life um, tried to talk to me. And I so I had to run away. <laughs> It happens. Missed connections. Missed connections. Does anyone know the Arabian Prince from Long Neck Saloon? I don't even know if that's the name of the camp. I think it is, actually. Yeah. yeah. He told me where he was and like where it was on the map. And I was like, commit that to memory. Like, commit. got it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm at like this camp. I like got a couple words out. But like mostly I just like nervously laughed. And like, like, like I don't think he's interested. Like, I don't think like the missed connection was like a missed love connection. Maybe just on my end. He'll be like that woman that laughed in my face. Yeah. Like away. that, that really like awkward. Like we'd also like just woken up. Yeah. And like I, sauntered to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like prepared to like, no. Yeah. See my future husband. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I was kind of like, Oh, like I'll go see him later. But, um, I never, no. never found him. Well, I did see him the next day. Mm. at naked oil wrestling oh yeah 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 we watched naked oil wrestling for a while so if you're looking for naked stuff you can find it yeah but you don't have to find it Mm -hmm. actually a girl came up so i'm obviously i'm like clothed we like see some naked oil wrestling we're like let's go watch they're like running it like a match there's like an announcer and a ref and um a girl came up and she was like hey like, would you like to be my partner for the naked oil wrestling? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, thank you so much for asking. Um, but I'm here with my cousin and my brother. And I don't think, like, they need I, to see me naked. I can't also see you doing that. You're oh. not really a naked oil wrestling type of girl, you know? I could be. You know? <laughs> hey. Bernie man. <laughs> Anything no, goes. I'm probably not going to strip down in front of. 50 people yeah cover myself in oil and like wrestle in the dirt yeah yeah like were no, they I... on mats or was it just in the dirt no it was like a mat it was oh, a like mat. a wrestling yeah, mat yeah 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 it was very Still, slippery yeah yeah I, it's like those like pig oil contests where you yeah. try to like catch the pig I, i've or... never done that but yeah same <laughs> you've never done it no oh we used to like uh, growing up, we would oil like Crisco a watermelon, watermelon yeah. and like you'd try to catch it in the pool. That's a fun game. <laughs> but back in the Midwest, it's like it's like how poor people have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just growing <laughs> up in the in the boonies. Yeah, not Bernie Man. <laughs> no, um, but no. She looked at me at the point of the story, and she goes, "Well, like we could send them on a quest if you really want to." And I was like, "No, like I don't think it's for me." And she was like, "You know what? Thank you for owning your no." And I was like, what a lovely way to say that. Yeah. Thank you. But don't you feel like there was such an air of like consent, Res- respect culture? and consent? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was I another big like, thing that surprised me. I just, that and I felt with just like the respect of space, respect mm-hmm. of other people's camp, the trust of just absolute strangers, you know, it was like really I it, again, it like restored our faith in humanity a little bit um, with that. Oh, um, my what? biggest takeaway with respect mm. and what blew my mind. So at Burning Man, you guys, there uh, are no trash cans. Oh, yeah. No trash cans. Anywhere. Like maybe behind a bar, but for like cans that are recyclable. But other than that, like if I was out somewhere and I drink this liquid death, 
can, like I would crush it up and I would put it back in my bag. And then that's yours until you get to your camp or your Airstream. We had a trash bag in our Airstream. Because you, every piece of trash you bring, you pack out on Mm -hmm. your own. People aren't even ashing their cigarette on the ground. No, you would have to, I would ash it in this can. That's what we did. And then I would crack this can, put it in my bag until I got back to my camp that night. So I'm talking like parties of like 10,000 people and there's not one trash can. And I'm just like, it kind of made me like, why isn't like regular life like this? It is in Japan. Oh, there's no trash cans in Japan. You've not really. Yeah. But it's just because people decided not to throw their shit everywhere. Yeah. And it's weird that you would think that trash receptacles would like make it less trashy, but it actually like makes more trash somehow. And it like spills onto the street. But if you just like go into the mind that like you carry your trash, like this trash is your responsibility, then there's like no trash. Yeah. And that's why like, okay, again, with the liquid death thing, um, we drank a lot of liquid death cans. So we made a lot of can trash. Yeah. So um, that's unfortunate. But um, a lot of people just have big jugs of water and water bottles that you're constantly filling it up. So there's no like waste. And everyone at Burning Man brings around like a reusable cup and they carabine it to the side of their thing. And so if you go up to an open bar, if you don't have a cup, they're not getting you a drink. I actually forgot my cup the first time, the first night. And I went up to this like shark bar and I was like, I like he made me throw a dildo at like the wall. And if I stuck the dildo to the wall, he would give me a drink. Um, and then I did it. He was like, yay. And then he was like, all right, where's your cup? And I didn't have a cup. And he literally like shunned me. He was like, okay, well, you don't get a drink. Next. That's I something like, oh. I think we get. <laughs> I, I just threw that. the dildo at the wall. Like, let me go. <laughs> like if you, yeah. there's no bar there. No one has a reusable cup. Not anywhere. One. Yeah. So the coffee bars. The disposable cup. Yeah. The alcohol, the water, anything. Everybody has a carabiner cup. Usually like a little Yeti cup or like I used like a little, I just carried my water bottle with me everywhere, but it had a carabiner so I could hook it to myself. So you didn't yeah. have to like hold it all the time. But um, yeah. And they would fill it up with anything. And like, honestly, we went to food camps. Like we went to a, this one camp fed us a uh, dinner one night and it was paella. It was fucking gorgeous. But like we yeah. didn't have a reusable cup with or a reusable plate with us. So like we put our paella in Nick's cup. And I ate it with a carabiner. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, this is not sounding fun. <laughs> no, but and then the drink, I then had a um after we finished it, I had like a Manhattan later and it had some paella in the Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, I but that gave- was my fault. You know, because I didn't have a reusable little plate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're already at 48 minutes. I know. Where's the time gone? But I feel like the way that all our like funny stories that I know you guys want to like hear is I feel like they're just going to slowly creep out over the year. Yeah. Like this we one time at Burning Man. Yeah. I can't just sit here and like be like, okay, like this was so funny and this is so funny. Like, I really just think like we're going to be these annoying people that I'm going to be like, oh my God, this reminds me of that one time that like I got lost in the dust in Burning Man. And then we're going to tell you guys our stories because there's just like too many. And it's like, <laughs> I feel like when the time is right, they'll surface. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say we just answer a little, a couple more questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Nick. Yes. Do we hate Diplo? No. <laughs> Diplo's cool, guys. He's a, uh, listen, I 
I'm sure the man is a douchebag in life. Like maybe, you know, like maybe not. The man has to have an ego. He, uh, come on. I just, but at the same time, and I'm not that big of a fan of his music, and I've seen him play. But um, we saw him play a bass set at uh, Question Camp, Mark. Camp Question Mark, yeah, um, he was fucking awesome. I, I had so much. Some fun. Some people told me that was their worst Diplo set of the week, and it was the only Diplo set I saw that week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I lost my mind, like to the music. Like, did you see me? That's your fucking music. I'm not much of a bass head, honestly. I think you know how like you learn things about yourself at Burning Man. I think I've learned that literally the more it sounds like a garbage disposal, the more it vibrates my body, huh. like the more I like it. What are you going to do? Just start snorting ketamine too? Ew. <laughs> no, that's something I learned. Selling grilled cheeses on ketamine the Ketamine is not for me. <laughs> I learned a lot. You know, hey. It's not for everybody. I, not I've, done, I've done ketamine before and I did, I did not. <laughs> Once, no, last time I ever did ketamine, I was also sleeping on an air mattress. Oh. Air mattresses and ketamine do not mix. <laughs> Why? Because like it like messes with like your motor skills and it makes you feel like things are moving that aren't moving and like you're kind of floating, but you're not floating. Kind yeah. of, it's really hard. It's like a sideways drunk is a good way to put it. You told me when you did it, you felt like someone put a brick on your head. I felt like someone just set placed a brick on my forehead and I was just. <laughs> you couldn't get it off. Get like, hey, how are you doing for Cheska? So <laughs> I don't know. But then I, I so I like crawled onto the bed. I forgot it was a air mattress <laughs> and I like set my hand on the mattress and I was like because you know it was the weirdest thing so air mattress and ketamine here's the thing you try new things you try new in. things yeah um, ketamine's not for me either I did it and then I just threw up yeah and I couldn't walk and um, it just made me really nauseous and someone told me that some people like can't like their bodies don't like it and they just like get nauseous I got nauseous. I walked myself to bed and then I went to bed Yeah. and I was like, well, that ruined my night. Yeah. What a, what a fun extracurricular. I wanted to try a new thing. Yeah. A lot of people are really into it. They do it instead of drinking. Yeah. Cause it's like some, okay. For any kids listening, don't do drugs. Don't take drugs from strangers. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to process this. <laughs> Stay in should school. We cut, should we cut this? Out? No, I don't care. It's fine. I tried something new and I learned that it's just not for me. Yeah. I would rather just bebop around and listen to my music and have fun with my friends instead of like walk myself to bed. Yeah. So you like bass music sober. Okay. So here's wow. another thing. <laughs> That's a first. Some people only like it when they're like, no, up. I just, I feel like bass music is like known for being like the most like heady, like, really? Oh, I'm super fucked up. Like, you know, <laughs> it speaks to my soul. Yeah. It, they were my favorite camp. Actually, yeah, they I, were fucking sick. They no, were they were really great. Cool. I actually went to camp question mark in the daytime to um, ask them for gasoline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my camp sent me on a journey to see if like any other camps had like extra gas. And they were like, no, like we have diesel because like their camp was like a diesel camp. Um, they were like, but we don't have any like petrol. And I was like, okay, like shucks. And I was like, well, I just wanted to let you know 
that like your camp was my favorite. Like if anybody wanted to find me, I was right in front of the speakers at camp question mark, like, like loving it. Happiest I've ever been in my life. Completely sober. Cause that's something that like I learned is that like being like a non drinker at this point in my life, like, if I'm not having fun, I can't just like have a drink to like make other people more interesting or to enjoy the music I don't like. Yeah. Like I either am like loving what I'm doing or I yeah. I just put myself to bed. I'm like, okay, well, like you guys have fun. I'm kind of over it. And I just like excuse myself all the time. So like concerts, if I'm not into the music, I a lot of people can just like sit there with a beer in their hand and like have a good time. Bob their head to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't really do that. If you're sober and you're not into it, you're just kind of like, all right, this is boring. So I was like, hey, I just wanted to let you guys know, like, you're my favorite camp. And I was here, like, literally every night, like, dancing right, my butt We were off. there a lot. We were there a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, they were also right next door. And it's like, if you can't beat them, like, you can't go to sleep when they're playing. So you might as well stay up till they're done playing and yeah. join them. Um. And one of the husband and wife in the camp, they like presented me with a camp question mark like pendant. It's really done well. It's, no, nice. it's beautiful. It's like metal, yeah. And um, I know that sounds like so hippie, but like people kind of present you with like gifts or like emblems from their camp. And they were like, hey, like this is for you. So like now like I could probably like, I think some of them you can like kind of show like, oh, hey, like I have this from your camp from last year. Like I was around like it kind of like you're like in the club. Because mm-hmm. they don't just give them out to everybody. But I think it's like one of my most prized possessions. <laughs> it's going I'm like surprise is not around my neck right now. Um, but yeah, favorite camp into bass music. Um <laughs> back to do we hate Diplo? No, I think he's great. I think he had to go to work. Like a lot of people, the reason we got that question is people were like, is everybody actually mad at him for leaving? For leaving. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, he hiked six miles through the mud with Chris Rock and he ended up getting picked up by a fan and getting driven back into like the nearest town. And I think that's iconic. And like he had to go to Bali and like he's a fucking celebrity. They have places to be. No, like he has like, I get it. A lot of people were like defending him in our comments because they were like, dude, like Diplo had to go to work. Like if you, one of our cousins that was there had like meetings in LA. So he walked out that same day. Yeah. yeah. Like if you, like we couldn't walk out. We we had nowhere to be. I mean, we had had, had time, you know what I mean? No, we we were in it. We were like, okay, shelter in place, like Mm -hmm. on it. Um, but if we like needed to get somewhere, we couldn't have left because we couldn't have just left the Airstream yeah. in our friend's car. We would never do that. <laughs> no, a lot of people thought we did that. I know. I'm like, well, you think I just left it in the desert? Although I was looking into options to ship it home. From Reno. Yeah. Like get it towed home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but have you guys it- ever towed in a giant anything? It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like. Some people just had to had to go home. So if you can have someone else take all your shit home and you just have a backpack, they weren't like not allowing people to leave. You could walk out. It just like might be really far and like hope you get someone to pick you up in their car. And if you're not Diplo or Chris Rock, it might be hard. Like we picked up hitchhikers. We did pick up two hitchhikers. They were lovely. <laughs> They're wonderful. Yeah. Um, but nobody picked them up for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
which I thought that was surprising. You'd think that like more burners would be a little bit more privy to hitchhikers. I love picking up hitchhikers, man. I do it more often than I think I should, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think everybody just wanted to get out of there and like mm-hmm. get home. And they're like, I'm not dealing with yeah. random people on the side of the road. Yeah. But it was cold. It was really cold that night. Yeah. And they were like, Hey, like we're just trying to hitch a ride to Reno. And I was like, I have two extra seats and we are going to Reno. Hop uh, in motherfucker. I was like, it might take us a while. Yeah. Uh, Cause we had to go really slow with the trailer. I was mm-hmm. like, but if you guys don't mind and they just like took a nap in the back. They literally just like got in the car and fell asleep. <laughs> I know. I was like, they're putting a lot of trust in us right now. I know, yeah. Like, hopefully we let them out at Reno. Have you heard of, like, people picking up hitchhikers and then, like, letting them drive? And, like, so they, that, I mean, I've, I guess. I've heard of this, but, like, you know. Absolutely not. Yeah. I feel like if I had a hitchhiker, like, I'm Well, they offered to drive. Yeah. Because, like, I started falling asleep at the wheel. Also terrifying for them, I'm sure. Um, but I hadn't slept in like 48 hours. It took us 12 hours to get out, which apparently is typical. Yeah. We got stuck in that trap and I thought we were going on like a little six hour drive and we left at like 10 PM, but it ended up taking us 12 hours to get out. So we had to like not sleep through the night and that was kind of difficult after not sleeping. And like, yeah. So rookie mistake, you should be prepared for Exodus that have like enough food and water and like a jug to pee in. Um, Francesca peed in her first jug, <laughs> an old M M&M, and M, big M M&M and M thing. That's the only thing we had in the car. And Nick was mm-hmm. like, "I mean, you could get out, but the line was moving." So mm-hmm. he's like, "I would have to like leave you on the side of the road if you can't find my car." It's like honestly logistically too hard to like get out. So I was like, "There's an M M&M and M jar in the back." I was like, "Did what you had to do." I did. Yeah, they didn't spill. Um. You said that on TikTok, and so many people were like, oh, first time pissing in a jug. I piss in jugs all the time. And I'm like, bitch, chill out. I've I've pissed in a lot of jugs, you know? Our TikTok about, like, the fact that it was hard exiting, so many people were like, oh, like, well, then you can't survive real life, and thank goodness these people don't hunt. Whatever I know. that means. People are like, there are people dying in Ukraine. And I'm like, bitch, I never said I went to war. They yeah. were like, pray for Maui. <laughs> And they were being, it sounds so insensitive, but no, th- but it's they like, were being I agree, serious. like they were, pray for Maui, but I like agree. this was also a hard experience. <laughs> Next time anyone complains to me about anything, <laughs> people be like, oh my God, my car just got towed. I'm like, pray for Maui. <laughs> pray for fucking Maui. The Lahaina tree, the Banyan. <laughs> pray for the Banyan. Yeah. No, it's, it's no like, longer there, Francesca. No, people were like, I can't believe. <laughs> I'm not laughing. These self-centered, horrible, little rich kids are complaining when um, someone died at Burning Man and they didn't even like mention them. <laughs> I was like, yeah, someone died in Denver today. I didn't know them. Like I'm, it's like unfortunate. No, I mean, that's just like, like the reality of things. Yeah. Like I'm not holding a vigil for like everybody who died in Denver last night. Cause I don't know them. But it's just it's like, it's impossible to do. And it's a city of 80,000 people. Like someone died. Yeah. yeah. If our entire video was like, it was hard for us, but like, at least we didn't die. It would come off insensitive because that's not real life. Hey no. guys, just so you know, I still have a home. Like, I, don't I just want to like say I'm grateful for like my life <laughs> and, and like the clothes on my back. And like, God forbid I said that I peed in a jar and that like 
yeah, people are like, oh, really? Well, like, people are dying in, in yeah. Ukraine. You know, soldiers piss themselves sometimes in the trenches. It's like, okay, D-Day. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm really not trying to sound insensitive. I'm just like... This is, is going to come off so bad. Like, if people cut this shit up, mm-hmm. canceled. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> Look at them just laughing at Maui. No. I just want to let people know, though, that, like, I am so at home getting ripped apart on TikTok. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's it's like this weird like sadism. <laughs> no, this sadomasochism. Like, we get excited. Yeah. Like I'll be like, oh Nick, like we're getting you actually I woke up from my 22 hour nap <laughs> and you go for Jessica. Don't open TikTok. And I go, <laughs> what? You go, it. we are getting attacked. We are getting, <laughs> getting murdered. I was like, the fuck yeah. Nice. <laughs> it really like helps the algorithm. <laughs> I'm used to it. Well, yeah, I'm just like pretty comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I a lot of people say that they're like, "Wow, like you're so brave that you <laughs> put your life out like on your podcast and on your Instagram and your TikTok." They're like, "I just like couldn't handle the hate. Like that would mm-hmm. like really bother me." And I was like, "I guess like if you like sometimes like you, I'll sometimes get mad." Yeah. And then I go on a little rampage. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, but, like I'll be reading your comments. I'm like, damn, bitch. <laughs> Like, fucking put your phone down. Jeez. That's the thing. You can't, like, really read them. You yeah, can, like, yeah. gauge the overall vibe. Pray for Maui. <laughs> and the vibe was pray for Maui. <laughs> and fuck these kids. I know. I know. <laughs> and I was like, no, actually, like, this, I had to block a couple people. Yeah. Because they, like, wouldn't stop. And they were like, you burners are so disgusting and you're so dirty and you come to Reno and you track dust into our pools. Our pool filters get fucked and you guys leave dreads in the corners of hotel rooms. And they were like, and then you, you, uh, look at a working mother of four and you just walk past her. But like, like, like sob stories of these things about like how awful burners were, but like video responses, like ripping us a new one. And I was like, (sighs) block, block. It's it's too much. I block you because I just like, don't have the time. Um, all right. What's our, another question. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Pray for Maui. Um, it's a horrible fucking joke. I'm sorry. It's not a good joke. No, I Take love it. Out. No, I think so. Take it out. <laughs> Cut it out. Right. Um, I don't know. Um, okay. A couple things people wanted to know. Like, what is a dark wad? Dark wad. So, there's a lot of moving things at Burning Man. Like, literally. <laughs> Moving bicycles, moving art cars, fire-breathing dragons, giant like, fire extinguishers. I don't know. Literally anything. So you have to always have lights on yourself at night. Lights on your bike. Lights on your person. Or so you'll you, die. Like, people will run over you. No, like, because people are driving uh-huh. in the dark, in a desert. And if you don't have... I'm not talking reflectors. Like, LEDs. Like, wrap yeah. your head. Wrap your body. Wrap your bicycle. Otherwise, like someone is going to hit you yeah. with their semi truck. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. I once went out like for a little bit with uh, out of light and I had a headlamp, but I forgot to turn it on. And I walked out and someone was like, hey, dark wad. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I'm talking to you. They're like, get a light on. And I'm like. <laughs> so they'll, people will call you out. Like yeah, you yeah, will yeah. be like shamed 
into being lit up. There, so it's like, don't be a dark wad. Don't be a dark wad. Because like no one wants to kill you because that just puts a bummer on the whole thing. No, and I almost hit a few people, that a few dark wads, like on my bike because it's so dark and you're looking for light. So the, it makes you even darker if you don't. You know? Yeah, because you're. You just can't see them. No, you can only see like four feet in front of yeah, you and yeah. you're zooming across miles in this open desert and like you will hurt someone. Yeah. Um. So don't be a dark wad. Sparkle ponies and dark wads. Yeah. So also like if you look too clean, <laughs> yeah. people are going to call you out. Like you're showering with drinking water, aren't you? <laughs> I know you are. No, people called me out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I looked too clean. During uh-huh. the mud apocalypse, and they were like, "Where the fuck did you shower?" And I was like, I, "How I did in the in the stream?" <laughs> I was like, "They're like, why do you why do you fucking look clean right now?" And I was like, "I just like had um like a like a bottle of water, and I like dumped it on my head, which is what I wet. did. Um, but I like brushed my hair, and it was like a dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, don't look too clean, people. Don't look too clean. Yeah." Let's rub some dirt on yourself just, to fit in. I'm serious. Just like contour with some, you know, <laughs> yeah. some playa. Um, goggles. You need goggles for dust storms. Yeah, the dust storms get really bad. I once, and then another rule with dust storms is like, if you're in a big dust storm, stay in place. Don't try to fight it and keep <laughs> going. You will get lost and it'll turn you around. You don't know where you're going. I actually had this really magical experience where I... It was like the sunrise was just happening okay. and it was probably like 40 minutes before the sunrise and the dust storm got really, really bad. And I was like, okay, stay in place. And I was Were you myself. in deep playa? No, I was okay. like kind of somewhere, but like kind of on the esplanade sort of, which is like the main kind of drag. And so I was like chilling there. And then all of a sudden I heard like a whole bunch of people like laughing and I was like, Ooh, like what's going on? And I walk over and it's a tent and I go in and it's a massive absinthe bar and they had 48 different kinds of absinthe. And I sat down and like the bartender was just like, Oh, what's your name? And like, I'm trying all these absinths that were so cool. And then all of a sudden I ran into this girl I went to college with. I was like, yo, Blaze. She was like, is that Nick Piazza? And I was like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. I think like a really good way to like explain this as I was like, we're not going to try and explain it to you is that it's kind of like a video game. It's a choose your own adventure video game at any time. So like everyone's dressed as an avatar and then one foot to one foot to like, like each every like five feet. There's like a different experience you can like 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 teleport into. Like you went into like a 1960s fancy ass absinthe bar. Fancy. We were drinking out of crystal. Yeah, and but like you could teleport into the next camp, which is like the orgy dome. Yeah. Or you could teleport to the Thunder Dome. The Thunder Dome. So you guys, there's like a massive dome where like people fight to the death. <laughs> you can go fight people. Yeah. And it's like a punk. Everyone looks like they're like all like black like face paint, spikes and, and fire, yeah. and everybody's climbed up on the dome, like shouting. It's like something out of like, like okay, Burning Man was like one of those big planets in Star Wars that was like all the different like dive bars, like Planet Nowhere in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't been. That, oh, you I haven't mean, been? No, I meant like I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh no, I haven't been there. I've only been to Earth. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like yeah. the Star Wars bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and it's just like, a, yeah, and it's yeah. like those like planets that are one big city and there's just yeah. like a lot yeah, going on yeah. and it's all 
different. It's like, it's all different like Disneyland parks, Mm -hmm. but they're all next to each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like, choose your own adventure. You can go on whatever adventure you want. You never really know where you're going to end up to that. So you're like constantly exploring. Yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I have guys. (laughs) Um, we're going to leave you with this. So it's not, you'll never get like the burn you want. You're always going to get like the burn you need in the most annoying burning man way. You can plan. I know you can have, you can just decide that you're only going to go to a uh, little yoga camps and you're just going to do this and you're going to only hang out with these people and it's going to, you know, you have all your own food and water and like, you're good. Like something will happen to like screw that up. And so that like (laughs) the burning man can give you like what you're supposed to like learn. Like it's, it'll never be like the experience you want it to be. It'll always be like the experience you need it to be. It's really magical and mysterious like that. And I think that's such a good way of putting it. Like I didn't know I needed the rain to come to cause a mud apocalypse to like make all these friends, you know, or that the brakes on the trailer were going to go out <laughs> or that like, I was going to see like the most beautiful art I've ever seen in my life and meet yeah. the coolest artists. And like, that's another thing guys, like you would literally go for the art. It's people say it's bad, but it's so fucking impressive and, there's and deep hundred like different art pieces and sculptures. How could the art at Burning Man yeah, be bad? Yeah. Anyone who says that just like has no idea what they're talking about. Um, there were drone shows. It was like, I really, every day was just, I didn't know what was going to happen in the next hour and like naked oil wrestling had no idea that was going to be a part of my day. We went to the gayborhood. We went to all the gay bars. We saw the gay scene is thriving at Burning Man. (laughs) It's amazing. It is amazing. All right, guys. Well, all our other little stories Mm -hmm. that, uh, can be made public. (laughs) We will tell them slowly and surely at the right time when they make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, we're going to do more of a deep dive on our TikTok. So come hang out with us there. And we have a lot of really cool guests coming up. Um, just like, honestly, all the cool people we met at Burning Man that were like, do you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> um, no, we made a lot of really cool friends that, you know, they have the sauce and you guys need to meet. Um, so stay tuned. Please share this episode with your friends. Um, let us know your feedback. Full and, videos on YouTube. Hey. And let us know what else uh, you guys want to know about Burning Man because we'll do another question and answer if we have enough questions. Yeah. Um, so just ask us on TikTok. And if you ever want to go to Burning Man and need help getting there and want to know about that, DM us. I would love to talk about it and talk about our specific experience and stuff. So. And because like you need like the help and guidance like of friends who have been there. So it's kind of like on us now to like help others who want to go and we'll Mm -hmm. help you in like any way we can. So let us know. We love you guys. guys. Appreciate y'all. Ah, that was awesome. I'm so happy to be back and I'm never leaving you guys again. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye.